Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mdiwa Gavaza, and for today, uh, we are getting into a conversation um, around uh, small businesses, small business support, and the importance um, uh, of uh, small businesses uh, in South Africa. Uh, much has been said um, on this particular topic, and for today, we're going to be trying to understand um, you know, where things stand. We will be uh, talking to... Uh, Twilly Piri, um, uh, just around you know some of those issues. Tuli, greetings to you. Greetings, Madiwa, and greetings to the listeners. Thank you so much for having me. Now, thank you so much, uh, you know, for being with us uh, for today. Um, I think one of the big things that we are trying to understand, um, I guess, before we go too far around, you know, small businesses themselves, uh, maybe you could give us a little bit of context, um, you know, around your own, um, you know, small business and then your your work in the small business space. And then uh, I think from there, it would be a good launching, uh, launching point for people to understand, um, you know, where you're coming from. Right. So I run a company called The African Storyteller. And a lot of people ask, do we tell stories? No, we actually promote Africa as an investment destination of choice um, to global investors. And we also help global investors to set up shop um, across Africa by providing three main services, um, media relations, stakeholder relations, including government relations, as well as thought leadership management. So in a nutshell, we help brands to position themselves in Africa. We are six years having started the business in uh, July of 2017, and we are proud that in the six years we have been able to represent South Africa in Africa in uh, the global stage by doing work in countries such as Russia and Germany. And we have extensively crisscrossed the continent, executing on clients' projects in countries such as Malawi, Zambia, Lesotho, Namibia, Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda. And we are just excited to actually be part of um, contributing towards growing and reshaping Africa's economies and positioning Africa for growth. Uh, now, truly, a lot has been said about um, small businesses being engines of growth. Uh, a lot is said in South Africa, and I know that a lot is also said in uh, the rest of Africa and other parts of the world. But in your experience, um, do people care about small businesses as much? I can speak somewhat... Uh, I'm going to call it anecdotally, but also with a little bit of data behind it, because in our world, you know, we cover a number of different businesses. And, um, you know, as you can imagine, in that sea of businesses that we cover, um, a number of them tend to be, you know, your small businesses and the like. But um, I can definitely say that from a readership point of view, viewership, listenership, whatever metric you want to use, your small small businesses tend to not um, drive as much traffic or attention as some of the larger corporates. So, you know, that's the that's the view that I, you know, have when it comes to small businesses and the interest. People say they're interested, but when you do create content or you cover some of these uh, small businesses, there isn't much attention around it. Maybe you could give us a different view or just your take on that particular dynamic. 
Thank you so much. I think you are spot on. You know, the reality is that a lot of big um, corporations and a lot of governments across Africa use um small business to actually garner PR. You know, they would say all sorts of things about supporting small businesses, but when you get on the ground to actually see whether small businesses are actually receiving that support, the reality is quite shocking. So small businesses have literally been used to just basically make people feel good and make people look good. Um, what would small businesses need in order for them to thrive in an environment like South Africa, in an environment like Africa? I think we would need um, a lot of support that is more tangible, that goes beyond just basically, you know, uh, pant words and big um, promises that never really materialize. I also think we would need um, a whole look at does the current regulatory system support or stifle SMEs? What do I mean by that? If you look at how our compliance and regulatory laws are actually set up, it is such that it's a one-size-fits-all. The same laws that govern big companies govern small companies. In the case of SARS, for example, in the case of, um, you know, the Department of Labor, for example, and you could actually go on and on and on. Yet, actually, small businesses are operating in a completely different context to big businesses. I always say that a lot of small businesses, when they start out, they start out because they are good at something. So if you're a carpenter, you are probably good at carpentry. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a good uh, HR manager, you're a good legal practitioner, you're a good financial manager, you know, you're a good IT person, and so on and so forth. Yet to actually succeed and be competitive, you need all of those elements, which primarily need money if you were to outsource them. And money is what small businesses do not have. So you find that there is a huge mismatch in the expectations that are actually set on small businesses to actually um, deliver on or to meet in terms of compliance and the reality that they actually find themselves in. So I think um, government could actually come to the party by basically saying, how do we simplify you know, the reporting systems that are there for SMEs? And also, how do we leverage some of the existing, um, you know, requirements from big businesses like your triple BE to support small businesses? You know, I really think that triple BE, when it started, it meant well. But the reality is that it has become a box ticking exercise. Why would an accounting firm, you know, be expected to contribute X number of their profits to just supporting enterprise development in general? So whether they buy desks, whether they do uh, training for SMMEs, you know, they would still actually score points, yet they actually offer a service that is critical in running a business, which is actually auditing and financial, um, you know, advice and support. Why wouldn't government say that if you're a financial services company, offer financial services to SMEs and quantify how much those amount to, and based on that, we would then basically allocate that 
that as your contribution to small enterprise development. Same thing if you're a legal firm, same thing if you're an IT firm and so on and so forth, because the biggest um, impediment for small businesses is really all of these expert um, support that is actually required that comes at a premium, and yet SMEs cannot actually afford that. And we are just talking about the basics. We are not even talking about the actual environment like, you know, the inconsistent um, power supply, which requires SMEs to actually invest in alternative power. Again, it is money that they do not have. We are not talking about attracting and retaining excellent talent, which also requires SMEs to actually be able to pay packages that are competitive with big companies, again, which is money that they don't have. So at the heart of it, it is basically SMEs not being able to breathe and being stifled, you know, to actually um, die a slow and painful death in a market where they could contribute significantly to job creation, to economic growth, and most importantly, to youth and women unemployment. Okay, cool. I think that gives us, uh, you know, quite a bit of insight into, you know, where things are going and coming from. But outside of that, then, um, when you are sitting and thinking about um, all of the things that small businesses need and want, um, we've, I guess you've established that uh, a lot of it has to do with PR and uh, small businesses being used, um, you know, on that end. Perhaps, a a a a question uh, that someone could could ask you know at this juncture is to say with everything that is happening right now what is the solution right is it about um, i guess rejigging you know uh, what business development support looks like is it about small businesses perhaps instead of looking to larger organizations to support them perhaps they can band together um and become a bigger force um you know what do you see you know on the ground because each 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 aspect does come with um, its own set of complexities that people would have to uh, would have to overcome Thank you. I think it's a little bit of everything that you've just touched on. But at the heart of it, for me, I think it is SMEs being head. You know, I think, um, you know, government and the private sector have basically come out to say this is the support that SMEs require, be it funding, be it incubation and so on and so forth. I think we need to actually hear SMEs tell government what it is that they need. The days of government basically talking at SMEs are actually gone. You know, I think SMEs have a voice and SMEs need to be the ones that say, when you want to support us, this is how we prefer for you to actually support us. So I think platforms of having honest conversations with government to say, thank you so much for the support. This has worked, but in the main, this is what has not worked. I, I actually need it and need it urgently. I also think SMEs coming together and finding a home where they could actually share their 
best um, practices, basically share their experiences and hold each other, you know, to grow and also to higher standards of delivery would actually help a lot. Because just because you're an SME, the standards in terms of what you deliver should not actually be lower. We should actually still uphold ourselves to the highest standards so that we can grow and grow beyond South Africa and actually be included in global supply chains um, and make a mark for ourselves globally and not just in South Africa because the world is becoming more and more smaller. But I think at the heart of it is SMEs leading the charge in terms of saying what do we need from government and government being willing to actually listen and private sector being willing to listen and actually support SMEs in the way that SMEs, you know, prefer to be supported. Because we are a... um a, a financial platform and uh, we always look at things uh, from that particular lens keen to understand if you might have anything that we can use uh, to context to contextualize small businesses um, whatever you might have whether it's in South Africa or whether it's um, on the continent and uh, just around how big um, you know the sector is or the potential um, you know of the sector because um, you can imagine that someone listening to this would still be, might still be sitting and scratching their heads um, around to say, okay, cool. I'm hearing that there's an opportunity. We hear that these small businesses, um, you know, could do a lot for the economy and the various African economies. But um, if someone was to put some some numbers around it, some stats, figures, whatever it is, um, do you have anything for us on that front? Absolutely. So I think South Africa is looking to create 11 million jobs um, just to actually close on the current unemployment gap. And researchers have actually indicated that SMEs have the capability of delivering 90% of those jobs. So that's the first thing. SMEs are the highest employer you know, um, in South Africa, followed closely by government. And if you were to look at how they're performing, I think right now they're basically um, contributing a slight margin, maybe about 30% to the GDP, which is significant on its own, but they have the capability of contributing much more upward of 50% to the GDP if they're performing, you know, optimally and successfully. So I think when we talk about SMEs, we know that inequality is one of the biggest challenges that is currently facing South Africa. And the quickest way to actually um, close or bridge that gap would be to get more and more people employed so that they can actually participate and contribute to the economy and reduce the burden on government for providing social financial support in the terms of grants, in the in the form of grants and so on and so forth. So I do believe that if we want to change you know, the picture of our current situation in the country. There is no better place to start than basically saying let us leverage, you know, the the, the potential and impact that SMEs could actually um, generate. In a slow-growing economy like ours right now, the biggest um, contributors to job creation is not going to be your big companies because most companies are already looking to scale down. But the biggest opportunity for job creation is in the SMEs that can actually actually be integrated into supply chains of big companies. And it's actually big companies looking at what uh, functions within their value chain can actually be outsourced to SMEs, because by so doing, they are actually not only just increasing jobs, but they're actually ensuring that there is a spread of wealth 
within the economy and bringing people from all walks of life that are previously excluded into e- eventually starting to share, you know, in the uh, benefits of growing the economy by basically being active participants. In a business like yours, very curious to understand, Tuli, um, the, when you guys are doing your work as uh, the African storytellers, um, what a typical project looks like. Um, because obviously, throughout this discussion, I think we've articulated um, some of the pain points, some of the issues. Uh, but through the work that you guys are doing, how do you get about actually... I guess, trying to solve some of the challenges or at least highlight uh, some of the pain points for small businesses so that people can work towards a solution. So one of the points that um, put us at a, as an advantage position is that we work quite closely with leaders across business and across government, and we basically contribute significantly to shaping conversations, whether through thought and leadership discussion forums, or basically through um, providing platforms for business to engage with governments. And I think that is one of the things that has actually um, made us to be challenged champions of sharing the voice of SMEs because we basically have a seat at the right table. So what would a project for the African storyteller um, look like? We would actually be approached by a client that says, look, we are looking to go into this 10 African markets. As an investor, we are acquiring a new entity or company that has been existing, and we would like to get the governments to actually understand that we are bringing value to the economies, and we would not necessarily be a better investors. So that would entail us engaging the respective ministers for that particular sector. It would actually entail us engaging the key players and business in those markets. And it would entail us basically talking to the country leaders to say, what is the benefit of having investor X into the economy? One of the projects that we are currently working on, which is actually quite exciting and really linked to SMEs, is an SME summit that will be hosted on the 16th of August. It's going to be a summit that is different from previous summits in that it is basically going to have SMEs telling government and business what it is that they really need. And the summit has really been uh, supported by big uh, private sector players like the JSE, like your Exaro Resources, and it's being led by the Institute of People Management and a company called Oak Tree Solutions. And we're looking at getting about 500 SMEs into a room to say, guys, let us look at solving the current plight of SMEs basically not being able to survive beyond the first two years of operating. That would actually be a project that we would then scope and create the narrative for and provide a briefing for the speakers and the topics that would need to actually be covered. And I think in having conversations like this, we are basically shaping, you know, the solutions that need to actually be identified and delivered for the SME sector as an example. But also if we then basically look at what else would we actually be doing, I think it is helping investors understand that when you invest in a market like South Africa, yes, we appreciate the investment that you are bringing, but it's more than the investment. You need to understand where the country comes from. You need to understand what is uniquely South African and what are some of the unique challenges that South Africa would need you to actually um, solve with them. And most importantly, I think it would be making investors understand that by virtue of South Africa 
being a big market within the SADC region. It means that a lot of the neighboring countries are looking up to South Africa um, for solutions. And in the main, they are supported by South Africa, especially from a consumer point of view, in terms of providing um, food supplies for their markets. So yes, South Africa has challenges, but South Africa also has quite a significant potential in terms of the local market and the immediate neighboring markets. And any brand that comes into South Africa with the aim of growing in South Africa with South Africa would actually reap the benefits of being in South Africa and basically being within a region where they can actually expand and grow in terms of um, their markets. All right, cool. I think that gives us, you know, quite a bit of insight. And it sounds like uh, there's some 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 interesting uh, projects that are in the pipeline, particularly um, the the take um, of uh, small businesses actually um, telling government and other stakeholders what it is that they actually want. Uh, because a lot of the time, the issue with uh, a lot of these summits and interventions uh, that uh, private sector and public sector tend to dish out when it comes to small businesses is that people can have an entire gathering and talk about small businesses without actually talking to small businesses or hearing from small businesses so um, that is quite an interesting take on that and then hopefully um, it's something that does yield uh, some good results uh, from that point of view Perhaps as we are coming to an end, truly, um, your take just around, uh, we've spoken quite a bit about South Africa, and uh, earlier on you told us about uh, some of the work that you're doing on the continent. Is there a particular country um, or economy that you have seen where there's a particular model just around um, a better way of how to engage with small businesses. Perhaps there's a government um, or, or economic system that you've come across where you can say, okay, cool, this is a really great um, way, you know, something that South Africa could emulate over time. Well, I think, um, you know, I would actually reference uh, Rwanda. And not in particular, you know, to how they are dealing with SMEs, but how they are dealing with the ecosystem within their economy. So that is the private sector, the public sector, the SME sector. I do think that they are deliberate approach to saying that people that are in private sector must rotate and work in the public sector and vice versa actually helps to inform policies that are progressive. It helps to inform policies that are taking into account the realities on the ground, but it also helps to actually inform policies that are basically more um, lenient towards, you know, taking everybody along with or basically inclusive in their approach. And by so doing, I do believe that SMEs would actually stand a better chance of thriving because a person that would actually be in a big private sector company working in government for a number of years and going back into private sector would actually know what is wrong with the current system in terms of the experience of SMEs. In a South Africa context, if you talk about how long it takes 
for you to actually get support from business, you know, uh, sorry, from government, if you're a business, the person sitting in private sector cannot actually relate because they have not actually worked in government and vice versa. And when you look at these two pillars, they are very critical to SMEs because if I'm an SME, I rely on the private sector, which would be banks, to actually provide me with funding. But I rely on the public sector, which is government, to actually make me a compliant person person that would basically qualify for this funding in this in, in the context of a SARS, for example. You know, but if the one person doesn't understand what the other person basically has to go through to ensure that this SME is compliant, you find that there is no meeting of minds to actually create an environment that supports the SMEs from the pain points that they're actually going through based on having had you know the best of the best of uh, both worlds. You know both from a public and a private sector um, experience. So I think there is a need for private sector and public sector to come together to look at how they are supporting SMEs because without the support from both of them, SMEs are not going to be able to thrive. It's either SMEs are servicing both, or SMEs are expecting service from both. And if the two are not actually aligned, SMEs would always be you know the ones that suffer. They always say, you know, when it's fight, it is the grass that suffers. And I think in this case, SMEs are the grass that's, that's suffering. I would say that I would uh, agree with you on that part, on that last point. I remember when I first started, uh, you know, working, uh, one of the first analyses I did was around uh, business development support in South Africa. And I found that at the time, uh, this was late 2019, late 2018 into 2019, um, that uh, business development support was a 20 billion rand industry in South Africa. And very little of that money was actually going to uh, the actual small businesses. It was going towards consultants and incubators. Yeah, which is very sad. Uh, small businesses, uh, you know, were the last on that list of consultants and experts and incubators, accelerators, venture builders, whatever words we want to use and uh, business development support, um, you know, structures inside corporate. So um, a different take, you know, is uh, needed from that point of view. So that's been it. It has been uh, quite an interesting um, discussion that we've had with uh, Tuli Piri and uh, giving us some, uh, I think for now, I'm going to say that she's an advocate for small businesses, um, obviously the founder of uh, the African Storytellers, but, um, you know, quite a bit, um, you know, of insight into uh, small businesses and um, some of uh, the work that needs to be done uh, when it comes to small businesses, uh, both in South Africa and on the continent. I think we've established quite a bit that uh, more needs to be done um, because there are a lot of gaps in the space. And then ending off just uh, talking about some of the models that do work. Uh, she highlights countries like uh, Rwanda as being uh, having a, a, a good model for how they engage uh, with some of these uh, small businesses. But she does end off saying that um, this is one of those things. True support is not just on the part of government. There needs to be a coming together of both the public and the private sector. Tuli, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from my Myself and the rest of the team. It is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.